1: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is
0: Believe. Welcome to another edition of After Hours with Defoe and Luby. Jump to Forest, along with Mike Luby-Lubitz. And we are going to discuss with a gentleman who has attempted to accomplish the impossible... <laughs> And we've been going over this uh, for centuries of sports talk. I mean, just hours, endless hours of programs trying to compare eras in sports and see if so-and-so would have been successful in this era and who is the best of all time. Is it Michael? Is it this guy? Is it Wilt? And uh, in the NFL, the debate is even more difficult. Yep. Because uh, we have seen uh, the evolution of the game uh, to the point where uh, you don't even know if Jim Brown would be a strong (laughs) running back in today's National Football League. Uh, You're assuming yes. But uh, joining us right now from uh, an organization I hear nothing but the highest of praise for, The Athletic. Everybody loves The Athletic. And everybody loves Dan Pompey, who uh, has a new book out where he, as we say, attempts to do the impossible and compile a list of the top 100 football players of all time. Dan, welcome to the show.
1: Hey, I appreciate you having me today. uh, And it it was a daunting task. And I think uh, you have to go into it with the approach that there really isn't one right list or or there isn't a way to be wrong. Because everyone's got a strong opinion and really this is a a subjective process and a, a subjective list.
0: All right. What were some of the distinguishing characteristics that you looked for that would define a guy as among that top 100 of all time?
1: Well, as you said in in the introduction, you know, you can't really uh, cross compare eras, right? It's impossible. Uh, I think you have to look at dominance within the era. So some of the things like uh, statistics you have to probably minimize and Instead, put weight into things like, well, how many All Pros did he have, and uh, what did what did he do to his opponents? Obviously, we're more familiar with the players who, who played in, in our lifetimes uh, in recent eras, so we can judge those players a lot easier than we could Sammy Baugh and Otto Graham and uh, players who played in the 1930s and 40s. Uh, but I think we have to depend a little too on the the wisdom of the people who did see them play. And, uh, you know, you look back at uh, different accounts and uh, what historians have to say, and, and you obviously take that into uh, account as well.
0: I run into this because I'm an old geezer uh, still doing these uh, sports casts and uh, sports talk shows. And, uh, you know, I, I, I often feel, I'll make a reference, like, like people wouldn't know Sammy Baugh from Laura Baugh that uh, are in the audience out there listening today. And, and so it becomes even more difficult to assess their performance uh, versus, say, a Joe Montana or, or somebody else uh, that you might be inclined to include on the list. Uh, so uh, uh, let me uh, ask this. Uh, if uh, if you had somebody that you left out of there and, and felt badly about, I mean, it's 100 players, so it's a pretty extensive list. And, and who came out on top?
1: Well, there's a lot of players we left out that we would have liked to have included. You know, there's 371 players in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. There's 100 on this list. So, you know, we would have liked to have had 200 players in our top 100, but we couldn't do it. Uh, you know, we don't have Troy on our list. He won three Super Bowls. Uh, we, we don't have Larry Fitzgerald on our list. He's the second-leading receiver of all time. Uh, if you want to go back in time a little bit, we don't have – uh Rosie Brown on our list who some people considered the greatest offensive tackle during you know for for many many years. Um uh, uh, number one is an interesting era comparison too because when we started to put this list together it was about five years ago and our initial vote it was five people who voted on this. Uh we ended up with Jim Brown as number one. And then in the process of doing this Uh, that guy down in Tampa won the seventh Super Bowl. So he leapfrogged Brown into the top spot uh, for being able to lift a second organization and winning more Super Bowls than anybody. uh, Tom Brady's number one.
0: All right, so you have uh, Brady and Louie just uh, popped up the list here. Uh, Tom Brady, number one. Jim Brown, two. Jerry Rice, three. Lawrence Taylor, number four. And the uh, late, great Reggie White, as fifth of all time. Uh, how inclined were you to uh, lean on uh, the, uh, you know, sort of uh, early foundational years of the NFL and uh, deciding who would be on those lists uh, versus guys that are contemporaries that are playing today?
1: Yeah, I really kind of argued more for some of the older players because, um, you know, the, the memories are faded are of those guys and, you know, they they were just as dominant, but I think, Um, it's also easy to make the argument that, you know, the level of skill in the NFL has never been higher and, um, you know, everything about the league is better these days. So you have to, you have to take that into account as well. But I mean, I I think if if it were up to me, I'd probably have Don Hudson ranked a lot higher than he is. We got him at 13. Um, you know, he was probably the most dominant wide receiver in history, um, Apologies to Jerry Rice, but uh, he, you know people don't know about him because he he played so long ago. But he he was an outstanding player. Otto Graham was considered probably the greatest player who ever played for many many years, and he's 11 on our, our list. So um, you know there's there's a number of those cases where you say uh, you know that maybe this guy should have been higher.
2: I know we got to wrap. You don't have a lot of time, and you're a wanted man. But, and I do see that you have Aaron Donald in the top 30. So you do have some modern-day guys. And Aaron Rodgers, obviously, is like top 25 on your list. But what do you do with Patrick Mahomes? Because I, and I love Drew Brees, and he was a really good quarterback. But to me, what Mahomes has already accomplished feels like he's already sort of surpassed a Brees. And I know you're doing overall All-Pros and overall Pro Bowls and career statistics, but what do you do with Mahomes? Because it feels like when he's said and done, we know where he's going to go. But I get it. He's only been in the league like six, seven years.
1: Yeah, it's a great question. And we didn't look at what we think a player is going to do yeah. in the future if it was a uh, active player. So in our initial list, Mahomes was not on it. And then he went out and won in second, second Super Bowl. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so now we're looking at a guy who, even though he's got a small body of work, you know, ha- does not have a long career at all, uh, really has been dominant and has achieved a rare level of excellence in a short period of time. So we put him on at number 98. And, you know, five years from now, we might be saying Patrick Mahomes should be top 10 or something. But right now we've got him sneaking in at 98.
0: Talking with Dan Pompey, the uh, book is "The Football One Hundred: The Greatest Players in NFL History." Yeah, one last thing, real quickly: Did Joe Willie make the list, my man? Joe Willie?
1: <laughs> he did not make the list. <laughs> um, interesting case with him, you know. I mean, if you know his greatness, I think in part was the way he lifted, you know, a team, a, a league, a city. Um, you know, his his contributions were greater than just what he did on the field. But, you know, if you looked at his passing statistics, obviously they, they pale in comparison, even to some of the others in his era. Yeah. Uh, so uh, you could make an argument for him, but he did not make that much.
0: What about the wind at Shane? Nobody can throw <laughs> <in> that wind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah good, good Maynard point, and Sauer had to come back to the ball a thousand times but uh you know and they were going against some heavyweight defensive backs there uh, George Atkinson was no clown how about Fred the Hammer Williamson going again and and Joe was beating them all the time as a matter of a team. all right we'll have an argument in a bar someday uh Dan You're and we wish you best of luck with the book uh always look forward to your work uh, The Athletic uh, obviously uh, you know very high level stuff so uh appreciate you coming on the program thanks so much for joining us today
1: Okay, thank you. I look forward to that our discussion. <laughs> Thanks,
2: Santa. Okay,
0: Appreciate sounds it. good. Joe Whaley probably wouldn't make the list of 100 greatest players of all time. That, that's saying a lot, isn't it, Luby? I love I mean, that that. That's Adrian kind of an interesting it, debate. He, I know young people think that they look at the stats. See, I, I don't know that you could judge a guy by the stat line in those circumstances. Can you?
2: I, that's my problem with the list is he put a lot of people in places that if you went stat line, they wouldn't fit there. Like, yes. He... he he like, was look,
0: like a 50%, barely over 50% passer, but the guy was a brilliant passer.
2: Like, like Dick Butkus, I know, was great, but it's only an eight-year career, so you, he has Dick Butkus at, like, 10. And, and again, he was a forerunner, so... People my, would
0: hold him up as a standard, though, at linebacker, And I know, get it. Okay, the so then what do others. you do?
2: Because some guys, he went with stats, and then some guys he went yeah. with where they went, like Sammy Ball, his stats don't compare, but he was a, yeah. an early adopter, an auto Graham. That's fine. Okay, so that's my confusion with the list is... Some it's stats, some it's where they stand. Okay, then why don't you have a name it then? Because his stats aren't there, but where he stands in the lore of the league, you know, like Troy Aikman, what he did, it isn't statistical. It's just the lore of the league, you know? Like Mahomes, to me... I understand he was trying to be like the newest guy they had in Aaron Donald, but Aaron Donald's already been like Defensive Player of the Year like three times. He's won a Super Bowl. He's done enough and had a long enough career where he's modern day, but also has old school stats. Fine. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes has been in Super Bowl three times. Patrick Mahomes has won two Super Bowls. Patrick he Mahomes, can't not
0: be in the top one hundred uh, all the time.
2: Well, they put him at ninety eight. Like that's I'm sorry, he should be top twenty five already. Yeah. And by the end of the, if they win another Super Bowl, he's top ten. Like he's one of those where as early as it is. It doesn't matter who like it doesn't matter what he does the rest of his career he's a top 5 to top 6 quarterback already to me. Like he's done that These are
0: impossible uh you know debates oh, yeah, and yeah. questions to answer like who is the best of all time? We know that I mean from having discussed it. I, I guess you know the most obvious one would be uh, Michael Jordan uh, was Michael Jordan really the greatest NBA player of all time? I mean can you leave out uh, you know players uh, like LeBron James 20 years in the league still playing like he just came into the league? Yes whereas uh, you know we remember a broken down jordan after being out of uh, basketball for a couple of years and he comes back and then he had that uh, you know a really kind of ugly showing uh, with the wizards so when it looked like he was yep. a shot fighter yep. by comparison to anything that we had previously witnessed uh, when he was winning six straight championships in chicago great player yes top 5 nba all time no question about it but greatest of all time, it's a very difficult distinction to make. And then, you know, you start talking about old-timers. Well, where is George Mikan yep, yep. in that conversation? Well, uh, almost forgotten. impossible to define and distinguish. 100%. I, we
2: guess- shouldn't
0: have, I mean, if we had an, we would have been insulting, though, if we said to Dan Pompey, what the fuck are you doing? No,
2: no. I, look, he's, I appreciate that he started by Cause saying... Because he's yeah. a
0: legitimate guy. I mean, this is a serious journalist. Well, and he
2: started by saying you let him in, by saying this has got to be hard. He's like, it was impossible. He's like... Because everyone has their thing, and it's not like my my list is the only list. There's everyone yeah. has a list, and I'm not saying my list is better. This is just what with all the stuff I come up with. Like it's not like it's a, a crap list. Like Reggie White to me is probably no, a top five. They're all player fine ever.
0: players, as he said. There, there are like uh, two hundred guys plus in the Hall of Fame.
2: Yeah, like you can't fit the the, hall, the actual Hall of Famers. Well, look, Larry Fitzgerald is probably a top five, top ten receiver ever.
0: But Why is like, he not do you do? Well, among the top one hundred? Yeah, that's weird. That's my problem with the
2: list is there's a lot of inconsistencies. But again, this is his list, and it's a very interesting list. I, as a younger dude, would work a little bit more younger guys in because of the way stats are. But I understand trying to make sure we don't – Like, Don Hudson – Slinging
0: Sammy Ball would have been your first I mean, uh, guy at 15. quarterback.
2: I'm sorry. Don Hudson is
0: – Sid Luckman.
2: Uh, Hudson was really good. <laughs> Hudson's not – I've
0: seen Hudson mentioned uh, in a couple of different things uh, you know, where, where they're talking about top receivers of all time. No. Uh, not uncommon. I, I never saw him play. Uh, but uh, nonetheless uh, – Or if I did, I don't remember because it was so like long he's ago. I giving Johnny
2: U and Marino. Marino's top 20. I love Marino. Johnny U, Amazing. What And I get what he's doing there. What they did in their era, yeah. they would fucking annihilate this era. I yeah, he was a
0: top guy, Johnny United. I no get question. it.
2: But he's not really that high. Like, to me, I wouldn't. And I love Marino. Marino's untouchable to me. Is he top 20 ever? He never won a Super Bowl. Like, to me, as much as we hate that argument, uh, it's hard for me to put him there. That See, I, that's an unfair criteria because
0: you, you, you would put Ernie Banks on any list of top 100 baseball 100, players.
2: Uh, yeah, Marino. Marino's top. I would put him top 30, top 40, but top
0: 20. Yeah.
2: I don't know. Like, I, I, uh, I don't
0: Marino, I, I could put him right at the top, and I, I, I wouldn't feel badly about it. Uh, the, no. the lack of championships was uh, some arbitrary bad luck, I would think. I, I agree. Mean, uh, I just, he could have been selected by any of the uh, 26 organizations that passed on him and, and maybe won a couple of Super Bowls. Like, possible, I love Marino.
2: Too. I take Mahomes over. I would take Mahomes over Marino, and that's my thing. Like, I think Marino, what he did was fucking fantastic, and if he had the teams of any of these guys, Elway included, he would have won a Super Bowl. I think it... He got screwed, so don't put him at 80. Like a lot of people forget yeah. Marino, don't put him in the top 10. That's dumb.
0: In other words, uh, it's fucking impossible, is what it you're is.
2: saying.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we should have told him. Hey, listen, we would have this discussion, but it's fucking impossible. So what the hell are we doing? Here?
2: Nice book. Yeah, good luck. <laughs> good luck. <laughs> you don't come to Las Vegas and treat uh,
0: mm-hmm. and talk to a man like Mo Green like that, Michael. All right, uh, that'll do it for us today. Uh, yeah, NBA I kicked off uh, yesterday. Well, they kicked off two nights ago with yes. a couple of games. And then the uh, real big slate uh, was last night, and uh, we had a game here locally in town, heat hanging on by uh, the, the thinnest, thinnest of margins one point, uh, beating the uh, upstart Detroit Pistons, who, uh, you know, are part of uh, an age-long question. Uh, This is an even more, uh, I think, plaguing question in sports. How does a team, especially an NBA team where the draft is so critical, how do they draft in the top five like 10 years in a row and they still stink? (laughs) They won 17 games last year. I know they didn't have Kate Cunningham who had a big ball game last night, but – Almost a and it's happened many, many times. Uh, the Phoenix Suns were in that uh, situation. The process in Philadelphia how how many top five picks that these guys have, and year after year, they're well, that's thing. it took them five,
2: six years, but at least they figured it out and made themselves interesting. That's what's amazing about the Pistons is like they're like the Kings. The Kings drafted that high for like 18 years, (laughs) before they finally became interesting. Like, it's like holy crap! Like, how do you not bunny Williams?
0: coaching now. Uh, An answer to a great trivia question, because I think uh, it applies to Joe Girardi, and uh, I don't know how many other people, if there are that many, this is a short list, I would think, of of people that have been named in their respective sport as the best at what they do. In other words, Monty Williams was the coach of the year last year in the NBA. Coach of the year, and he got fired. (laughs) Joe Girardi was the manager of the year in the National League, and he got canned that year because yes. Jeffrey Loria, the asshole owner at the time of the now Miami Marlins, uh, didn't get along with him because he thought uh, Girardi, I, I guess, insulted him when he suggested, "Hey, I'm sick of seeing your girlfriend in the dugout." Okay, <laughs> Jeff, get
2: the fuck
1: out of here.
0: go sell those Dayglow Jesus paintings under the highway again, and
1: uh,
0: you know, don't be, keep telling people that you're a major art dealer bullshit is the only uh, art that you're good at uh but yeah i mean how, how many times has it happened where a guy's uh, been the coach or manager of the year and then been fired that year has it happened uh, often i, I would guess think not.
2: i don't know in this day and age you're never safe
0: let's do the top 100 incidents of that yeah, there, <laughs> see if we there, can there you go. i don't too. think we can find more than a half a dozen i, I would be surprised if the, it was the over under on that i would think would be what maybe three and a hook because if I can name two of them, uh, it's probably happened in other circumstances. Oh yeah,
2: yeah, it's happened. I
0: mean, uh, the coach of the year, the reigning coach of the year, manager of the year, relative to young men too. I mean, when this happened, I, I, I guess Monty Williams isn't young, but I mean, it's not like he, he's some relic out there. It's not like you're digging up Red Auerbach. And oh, uh, no, he's
2: young and he's good. Yeah. He's a good coach. Like he's legit. It's a lot of their issues was in house was, and it's what the well, Suns they got a new now. owner of the Phoenix Suns. Yeah, well, no, he wanted his own guy, but I I couldn't even name you who they're coach is that shows you how good his new his own guy is <laughs> like uh,
0: uh frank vogel i think they oh do. there you go
2: a, a yeah. reach a guy who doesn't win over a young guy who has whatever frank Owners vogel
0: it here. looks like uh, he, he's just ready to whip out an excuse at any time Hundred right? he? like he, he's sort of happy to be there but he knows that the number isn't going to last long right it's the old nfl thing not for long 100 percent, frank vogel he always has good teams too i mean uh, yeah, you know he, he, he usually has talent i mean how, how do you go wrong there be impossible. Uh, but, I mean, he, he's got a big task, cause, uh, and, and tonight would be an interesting uh, one because the Lakers, uh, that line uh, soared in favor of the Lakers. It was one on a hook uh, just yesterday. Now, what you're saying, five and a half?
2: Five and a hook. I've seen five and a hook, and I guarantee it goes higher. if You're not going to have Booker, yeah. and you're not going to have... Beale.
0: Okay. Bradley I mean, Beal, I believe, is out uh, for sure, and uh, so he'll probably play. And uh, Booker <laughs> and was listed as extremely doubtful. But this is not the National Football League where you have to be listed as deceased and not playing a ball no, game. No, it's the
2: other way. When guys yeah. are questionable, that means they're really out. <laughs> if a guy
0: is healthy, there's a good chance he's going to be out. <laughs> exactly. As was the case last night when we thought, sure, I mean, I bet money on this that Wembenyama would uh, be a healthy scratch in this ball game under the uh, auspices of load management because popovich in his bitterness (laughs) after finishing off two bottles of wine that he had uh, grown personally in the napa valley uh, decided hey you know what fuck you adam i'm not gonna play the kid (laughs) that would have been the ultimate uh all right uh we have to get out of here thanks so much for uh, tuning in uh it was great uh having dan pompey is a very distinguished writer we didn't make to uh you know impugn the integrity of the book but I find those arguments impossible yeah, Impossible to make.
2: Well, you said it to him, and he yeah. agreed. But, he I mean, that's his job it's to still do the impossible. <laughs> well,
0: I was watching Stephen A. Smith the other day. He was on uh, ACC Network, and uh, he was on one of these panels before the Hurricane football game he knows nothing against Clemson. Football. And uh, they were talking about the top five Hurricanes of all time and his was list. his list. I guess he gives a top five list uh, at, at all of these appearances. That's stupid. And, and you couldn't begin to, uh, you know, name them. They left off Jerome Brown, for God's sake, yeah. one of the great players of all time, uh, period. I mean, uh, people revere this guy like he was Jim Brown Yep. at the uh, defensive uh, line position and didn't make the list of the top five. You're, you're like, that's impossible. So, you know, and, and if you think about it, you would have had a difficult time naming the top five because of that long uh, double uh, decades of dominance yeah. that they had. Naming a top five in any position. They have like they set, I think
2: there's six or seven, maybe eight Hall of Famers from UM. Like how do you yeah. like look at the, the look at the Lakers. Like you're leaving like a wilt off or a shack off the like how do you leave a wilt or a shack of an organizational top five? But if you look at their top five players, yeah, if, right. you, you're gonna I leave can, off Jeremy West, uh, I mean no. it's fucking nuts. <laughs> like, <laughs> Magic. The Yankees? How do you go Yankees? Top? I mean, I guess you can, but you're going to leave a, a, either a Mick or Joe D or, or a oh, Derek you leave Jeter. Tom Tresh off that list. Yeah,
0: exactly. Uh, all right, uh, we're going to run. Uh, thanks so much, Luby. Always a pleasure. And uh, all right, thanks to Dan Pompey for joining us on, here on Believe on another edition of uh, After Hours. I'm Jeff DeForest, and we'll see you next time right here on your Believe Podcast Network. Hey, folks, Tony Segreto here. Let me ask you a question. What do you look for when you go out to eat? Good food, obviously, friendly atmosphere, not too loud, but good energy, reasonable prices, and a place where you feel comfortable. All those ingredients, (laughs) no pun meant there, are hard to find unless you're talking about the Texas Roadhouse. You see, they encompass all of those attributes. Really, really good food, amazing atmosphere, good for a family, good for a date, or just a night out for yourself, and prices that will make you extremely happy. Their ribs unmatched. Steaks hand-cut every day. Everything, and I mean everything, is made on site, including their incredible bread. It's the one day, folks, that you can forget about low-carb diets. Trust me when I tell you, Texas Roadhouse, your restaurant, your destination, when you say, where should we go and eat tonight? Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day,